Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And we can't have this Thor review complete without Kimberly. Hi. This is our marvelous review of Thor, Love and Thunder. Dinner, dinner, dinner. I don't know. Damn it. I forgot the, how it goes. I mean, Sweet child of mine. They did have a lot of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. You're like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I love this. It's so lovely to be here today to review the guys of Thor and the Vendetta. Spoilers. Just finished watching Thor Love and Thunder. Off the bat, what are we thinking? Not the best, not the worst. Um, really? Okay, we got some uh, we got some disagreements here. Oh no. All right. Okay, well, from the start, I have to say that like Thor Ragnarok, the theme was with Led Zeppelin immigrant song. Here we had the theme of Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, and Welcome to the Jungle. It was pretty much a Guns N' Roses themed uh, music theme story mm -hmm. or a movie. And I loved how they played it. Just like how in Ragnarok they used immigrant song to amp up the scenes to get excited to make it a little more uh, add a little more punch to it they did that with guns and roses songs i like the fact that in the first two movies of thor odin was narrating then you have thor narrating the beginning for ragnarok then you have gorg being the three cpo if you will telling the story of thor and we were seeing the first portion actually told by him yeah he was narrating and then the first portion and i was wondering was like everyone's talking funny it's weird like the dialogue it doesn't seem right it sounds very broadway and then i was like oh wait a minute it's Korg. he's telling the story but i thought also like valkyrie was talking a little over dramatic her her what? voice and the way she was delivering her lines was very like over the top but that's how she was in Ragnarok too in a very like very warrior very alpha way yeah but she, she was, also was her accent that she was trying to come through was very overly accented. same accent she had in the movie Ragnarok yeah. okay. so real quick before we go into the movie the main villain or the God Butcher, you know more about him than we do. So I want you, for those who are joining us for the first time, who are not sure about Gore, can you just give a quick synopsis of him? Because I know he's connected to Venom in the sense of the symbionts. symbiotes, Correct. Especially with the, especially with the, Thor, uh, the sword that he was wielding. So in the comics, uh, Gore the God Butcher was very close to how they introduced him in the movie. So he was on an alien uh, planet. Uh, his species worshipped his god. The planet was going through like a severe drought. His people was dying off. He lost his wife, his child. They all died and he was like the sole survivor. When he meets his god is actually different in the comic. So here he meets him on like the oasis. The god had vanquished a previous wielder of the Necro Sword, and they were celebrating. In the comic... Uh, they pretty much like landed like in a meteor you know, fashion in a crater. The god and uh, the previous wielder of the Necrosword were pretty much just killing each other, realizing the gods were on their own, uh, like doing their own thing, not really caring for their people. He takes the sword and kills his own god in, in that ma uh, manner. So it wasn't choosing to kill his god out of self-defense uh, on, on top of which of realizing the gods are pretty selfish. It was 
more like taking that all that pepped up anger rage from the loss of his family and then his god was already weakened and he just finished him off and the thing about the sword is every god he kills gets him stronger he changes more he and gets more abilities that's uh one of the reasons why he goes through doing his own thing of killing each god real quick because they're saying here and it's similar to jane foster getting weaker because that's also in the comic Thor, so is, is that with him as well so is it eating him up as well is it killing him technically in the comic no in the movie they treat it more like a curse the sword is kind of sentient but it bends the knee to the wielder at one point okay. thor gains the sword in the comic and he uses a sword with mjolnir to kill gore or attempt to kill gore so th- there are differences in it but he does create shadow monsters and shadow creatures out of it in essence the sword is like the first symbiote it's a, it's a weapon that was built by the god of symbionts Null. he used it to kill celestials and other gods so do you think that was Null on the ground oh absolutely not Null was too powerful be, uh, to be taken out by one singular god in the comics they had to literally merge venom with the uniforce you know captain universe right. in the comics so he merged venom with that Combined Silver Surfer's surfboard with... He told me about that on another review, that he took the surfboard and it was Venom. Uh, yeah, and then on top of Thor's, which... With Thor's, Thor's hammer, hammer, I think. They all merged into a, like a giant like glowing axe kind of situation. And yeah. he used that to like kind of kill Null. It was like, like a really epic moment. Like the, some of the most powerful items in all of Marvel fused Thank into you. one weapon for a, to- a short yeah. period of time. It was insane. So he's like a Noel is like a uh, think of like Thanos times you know twenty. He's like just a very vicious character that is super OP. As far as Gore, Gore was very intimidating, very scary character. Here, I love, I did enjoy the performances that were given by Christian Bale. Some of them were on point. Some of them felt really obscured. And this is where we're gonna have some differences. Tell you the truth, he he blew me away. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. His performances were good. It's just that, like, his character at different points felt like he had split personalities. Probably. Yeah. It's probably the curse of the sword. It's probably that he was something that he was dealing with. Okay, so the origin of Gore in this movie, in the the opening scene, from what you're telling me, is pretty close to what it was in the sense that he was praying to his God because he felt that you'll be saved. Him and his daughter will be saved. It was, it was what, what his people would do. Is like they, Right. And then he gets forsaken, if you will. And so when he realized that, that they would not be saved or he would not be saved because he was pretty much all of his species. He was left. All that was left of his species, excuse me. And then when his God said, no, screw you, he just banished them right there. And then the sword connected to him. It was kind of like, kind of like Green Lantern where you are, you're the one the whole's will where here is like you're the one that has the anger. Yeah. So it was like drawn they they were drawn together. Or in a sense like well, Nonier is finds the one who is worthy, the sword found him as worthy. Yeah, and they did make that reference in the actual movie where he uh captures Shane Fon uh Shane Fonda. Shane Foster. Or, or Jody Foster. As <laughs> <laughs> mentioned. Even 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 Cork said it. Jane Fonda. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he said, and he said Jodie Foster. Something which remind me of Book of Mormons. 
I don't know if you have, you have seen it, I don't think, and I know you, I don't know if you have seen it, no. but there was a character that always called his love interest by a different name because he couldn't pronounce her African name. The movie was actually pretty close to what was in the comics for uh, Mighty Thor uh, or Jane Thor. Call her Lady Thor, even though I know it's not correct. I know the Mighty Thor is the correct term for her. Yeah, there are some differences with it, but yeah, it's pretty close. Like the hammer was never broken up when she had it. Which was an awesome backstory for that of how she got chosen. True. Which was great. Because I was wondering, like, how does he know all this? How does Core know all about this? And I thought maybe it's all made up because we never saw this of them spending time together. And my only thought was is the time after he came back after Thor in the Dark World and yeah. the kiss, the end credit scene, is that's when he spent time with her. And he is and from from there to Ragnarok because he's wearing a lot of that same outfit. He's wearing the same jacket and shirt that he sees Doctor Strange in uh, in the flashbacks. Oh, okay. So that could have been the time when he's trying to save uh, and going to the planets and, and right the things that were wrong there before Infinity War. That made sense to me. Yeah, I mean, um, what about you guys? Nick had a cell phone for him. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it, Nick Furry. Because he spelled it wrong. You didn't catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Kim, you have something to say? <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of Easter eggs, and, and again, there's other sites for that. There's only one thing I want to talk about, and it's one of my favorite scenes, is when Thor band dams out. <laughs> I, you know what? I both loved and hated that scene at the same time. Why? Oh my so, god, no. it was awesome. But so, first, before that, be, no, before that, before that, two callbacks. Because obviously, Taika Waititi is a fan of comics, a fan of Thor, as yeah. well as 80 films. Because how can you not see that outfit and not think of Jack Burton of Big Trouble in Little China? Well, of course. I think uh, I think uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, wanted to do Jack Burton. from uh, like They wanted to do a remake. Well, the, that outfit was almost to the T because he had the boots too, though, similar to Jack Burton's. Mm -hmm. But also, his outfit, a callback to another Marvel character, Thunderstrike. Ponytail, a vest, jeans, it's like that. So he took over the mantle for a while, even though he didn't have Mjolnir. Uh, he had a different weapon. Yeah, a different weapon, but it was similar. And then the Van Dam. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But I was like, you know what? That's funny as hell. It was funny as hell. I, that's why, why I both loved it and hated it. But, but why like, did you hate it? Because it was corny as hell. <laughs> it was great. It was corny like, and great. So, okay. I love cheesiness. And, I, and I'm an embracer of the, the cheese factor. But I was like, okay, right off the bat, we have just skyrocketed way past what is probably what going to be acceptable by the general public for the cheese. He rode in on Stormbreaker like the Wicked Witch. True. Yeah. And then well, he, it makes sense okay. to me that he's been hanging out with uh, Peter Quill, who is like the quintessential 80s child. The influence of the 80s, I am quite sure Thor, as they depicted him, was a lovesick child. Like, I am missing love. I am missing things. He was attached yeah. to Peter Quill very strongly. Uh, which uh, like showed off in like the later scenes, so it makes sense at that point. But it was super ridiculous, and I was like, "Oh!" But what you're not really saying like the like what a, a specific scene that you found cheesy? 
No, that scene was specifically cheesy. When they but show the, the split, when he's doing the split, he's oh. like, and then he's looking at them, he's like, ah! <laughs> That's right. And to me, I think that was hysterical. I was like, <laughs> It's funny, like, it's funny to me, me for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Aesthetically for the film, I, I just think it was a little bit too much. Right. Did I laugh? And, yes. Okay. So the thing is, like, what we're seeing here is that the movie basically is an origin story of the title. Yeah. That, because, again, we're hearing the story throughout, or narrating, the narration of the story throughout by Gore, um, who is gay, which is okay, is whatever, you know, there's like, oh, okay, so that's how they're. Well, they don't say that he's gay. They say that's his species' choice. Like, I, I don't even know if there's females of his species. Well, okay, but that's it's similar to Oroville. Yeah. There's a species there also that is yeah. male species, male species together, and they spend time, and then then another child is formed by their bond, what have you. So the same thing here. And he meets Cor- Dwayne. He meets Dwayne with a mustache. I don't know how that's possible, but he has a mustache. On a- <laughs> And his god is Nini Nani. Yeah, which we saw at the Zeus's um, pre orgy fest. Oh, and that goes into us later to the after credit scene, uh, which is which we cheered. Even though, okay, before we go even further, the audience were you was it packed there for you? I saw the movie at ten forty five at night. It was a decently filled theater, it, uh, but there was plenty of seats to move around. We just saw it at like a one o'clock, what, one o'clock, mm-hmm. one o'clock mm-hmm. showing. 10 people in our theater, even though several theaters were showing it. We saw 3D. So. We saw 3D. And I guess like maybe what, 10 people, which was great because it was, you know, I don't want to be crowded. I liked the cheesiness of that scene. They just, they show them anything to show his, his strength, his power, and still his recklessness. And it goes that love is the theme of this movie. He was depressed. He was suffering from depression. Still, from oh that scene when he's trying to get out of his funk even though he's still depressed and still dealing with stuff did it not remind you of the incredible scene where mr incredible is getting back in shape oh the montage of him working out and yeah yeah there was a lot of moments of that right but i'm saying that i was looking at like that reminds me of mr incredible when he's working out because he's getting a little amped up he's motivated Mm -hmm. But unlike there, where Mr. Incredible felt more positive or self-positive, Thor still was having, still felt lost. And he felt lost because of two things. Of course, still with his, not to have a people that he calls his own because he was with another group, the Guardians. And he doesn't have his trusty hammer. And also still loving or missing Jane. He doesn't feel whole. He feels like his hammer shatters still. Yeah. But I, I do like, in the sense of the flashback of them spending time, that he, not a curse, I, want, I keep saying he, it's not a curse. Uh, he inadvertently... Uh, a spell. Yes. Creates a spell. Like his father did to the hammer before him. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. inscribed a rule or a spell, like you said, to the hammer. Now, it's different in the comic, because in the comic, the ability of the lightning and the hammer is actually because Odin uh, defeated a sentient cosmic storm infused it with the Uru metal, the hammer, mm-hmm. and the hammer was never destroyed. It was just like Thor became unworthy. The yes. hammer actually chose a new worthy host, and it was turned out to be Jane. Who happened to have cancer at the time, too. Exactly. But it was doing the same effect. Uh, so every mm-hmm. time she turned in Thor, she will be invigorated, str- strengthened, strong, but it 
basically purged out the chemo of her body. So her body couldn't recoup. And so it was a a double-edged sword in that essence. Now, the hammer did eventually break, but not because of the uh, Mighty Thor story. Actually, it just broke within the last few months because of Thor actually doing the same um, movement. They actually took it. Slamming it on the ground, like uh, the hammer became fused with Mangog and uh, with the spirit and was sentient and was killing all the other gods. And Thor took it and smashed it on the ground multiple times and breaking it in like the heart of the sun kind of situation. It was pretty epic, but like it was kind of epic that what she did too. Jane Foster did similar thing in the comic where she was fighting Mangog, who is an entity designed to kill gods. They basically, for lack of a better term, lassoed him. She threw the hammer into the heart of the sun so that they will be entrapped there. And then that's uh, also damaged the hammer to the point where it was unwieldable. Stress. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and so, uh, and that caused her to revert back to human. She actually died in the comic too. And then she became Valkyrie. Ooh, yeah, that will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end, at, uh, the end the they the did do it different credit. instead of Heimdall. I wanted to call him Idris, but Heimdall. Uh, <laughs> instead of him meeting her at the gates of Valhalla, it was Odin in the comics. But well, I was hoping I was yeah. hoping to be Odin. Would've yeah, been... or just all three of them show up. You know, it would have made sense. And his mom. Right now, mom. Uh, the the part they didn't do, which was interesting to me, was that he's like, "Welcome to Valhalla." In the comics, Odin's like, "Welcome to Valhalla," but there's a problem, and. Everybody was gone from Valhalla. It was empty. It was empty. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, no, no, no. That that was recent. Uh, Odin went. Uh, died. He went to Valhalla. It was empty. He met her at the gates of Valhalla, and he gave her a choice: Do you want to move on, or do you want to come back? You know, you've earned this right. And then he brought her back, and she became Valkyrie in the comics. Sorry, my bad. But that did happen recently. Valhalla is empty. So a lot of I, things that could have been done, and right. the, and and there's a lot of different points. That they tied in to make this movie. Like in the comics, Thor does have daughters in, in the storylines, mm-hmm. but none of them are eternity. That girl's eternity. She's basically reincarnation of eternity. Well, that's what they, they said that. What was cool with the kids, we say, because we know now the, the girl that plays her is his daughter. His kids play yeah. him, I believe, the running scene with him, like growing up to becoming Thor. Cool. Or one of them is, one of them is, one, is him. I mean, all his kids were in there, one way or another. It's probably one of the kids in the being captured too. Did he recently have a baby too? Because there was a baby scene. Possibly. Child, you know, cheap child labor. Why not? Whole family. Were the goats his too? Oh, talk about the goats. That's also a th- Kim, so... that's also a thing in the comics. He has two goats. Oh yeah. Well And do but... they scream like <laughs> they do? They they scream, but they're super powerful. They're like stupid powerful. Bro, the thing with that though, it was it, it was becoming annoying at first. Because it I, I believe that you're taking it from that. There's a meme of a goat screaming. Yeah. And they did it. I was like, okay, enough already. But then it started becoming comical. Yeah. And I mean, like, it was kind of like almost saying, oh shit. When something kind of. bad happened, when they crashed into that small planet. And they're like, ah! and like <laughs> Right? And they get out like, oh shit. So it was kind of like they were saying something, kind of like when I am Groot. I still think Ragnarok is better film. Let's go over our favorite scenes because we can just go through this and do this. And I know he, he well, apparently Adan's not a fan so far. We just saw it. He has some time to let it sit in. Kim, do you have a scene or, or more or two that 
you enjoyed? The scene that I really enjoyed that stuck out with me was the part where they're in um, Asgard. Okay. And, and so they're fighting the monsters, and that's when Mighty Thor, when Jane shows up, when she does the hammer at one point, the hammer goes into pieces and it goes all over the place, that's killing cool. the monsters. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. That was pretty smart. Yeah, that was shatter The shattering and hitting multiple targets at once, I think mm -hmm. that, that was very smart. And then and it came back cool. as as, Correct. The, as the hole, as the hammer. Right. I enjoyed the moment when he first meets her. So it's, yeah. it's in that scene, but it's right. near the end right. of that yeah. scene where he first yeah. meets her and like they, like he kind of, He's first thinking, like, who's the new guy? And I was like, oh, you'll like the new guy. And he goes up to her and he goes, Miyare. He starts reaching and pulls right. back. Right. <laughs> Previews. Did you get an Old Spice commercial? No, no I don't remember Old Spice. Uh, they did show uh, Val doing an Old Spice commercial. Oh, no, that, that was in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But before that, like the credits, before the uh, previews, his brother, who plays theater Thor, mm -hmm. Oh, he yeah. does that Old Spice commercial, and he's doing the uh, call for Millionaire, and he's he since he's the shorter one, it's just out of his reach. Uh. And it kind of, <laughs> kind of remind me, he's like, bring it lower, bring it lower. I just remember the other scene that I really liked was uh, Hemsworth's ass. You flick too hard. That was that was nice. Which I, I kind of did enjoy the whole um, Zeus moment. Zeus, oh. uh, like himself as a character. Russell Crowe was awesome. Which in the comics, he's a complete, like they make him like a, the, the Adonis fully built out. like And he wrecks the Hulk in the comics. Obviously, you wouldn't hear. that When they were first walking into the Olympian God area, Thor's like basically fanboying out over Zeus, mm -hmm. which is kind of ridiculous. He's like, I kind of made my own MO based on Zeus. Like the God of Lightning, you know, God of Thunder. Right. Yeah. They're introducing you know the, all the other gods around this area, and you see the God of Dumplings. Oh, yeah, bow. And then Aww, I was like, cute. he's like, uh, and, the, and he's like, oh, we might see my God, Nini Nani. He's like, hey, Nini Nani. <laughs> and then yeah. like, you see all the other gods, and you do see some like actual deity God figures like yeah, around I there, a, I was trying to watch. I was like, "That's wait, wait, that's, so that's, much." Mm -hmm. That's where you have to kind of put it on slow mo, yeah, so you can catch each one because they're like all in the stand, so they're like on top of each other almost. There was a lot of uh, good moments in that. Uh, honestly, I think for Christian Bale, I gotta give him a scene. The scene when he's scaring the kids. Yeah, his eyes all yellow, popping out like like headlights. Yeah, and he's coming out from the shadows. He's like, "Oh, you like your stories?" And like, let me like let me introduce you to a friend of mine. And he's like, just tormenting these kids, even though they're uh, they're kids, they're still gods. And he has a severe disdain about gods. I just think that was a good moment to show like how Christian Bale was embodying the character. He's going dark, and he's doing very little in the sense he's not moving around. He's just he's just sitting still, has a puppet, a snake, whatever it was. He's just all menacing. There's a reason why like Christian Bell is a revered actor. He goes in it. He goes into it deep. The only thing I, I would like that Christian Bell to do, though, is get rid of that mole. I thought it was like a skin tag or something like that. That's so, what it is. Yeah. Skin, skin tag, mole, whatever. But he's been having it forever. I know now it's part of his look, whatever you want to call it. But it's just like sometimes it just sticks out. When he sees his God, right, and he's pleading with him, mm -hmm. 
they flipped him over. The tag is on the right side of him. But on that scene, the tag is on the left side of him. And I'm noticing, I was like, oh, why is this, why is it flipped? Maybe there was why like an editing mistake or they did a makeup Maybe because, wrong. well, no, they, they can't change the makeup of a tag. It's fair. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they did the, you know, because he has like these things that come down to his eyes and whatnot. And like, so maybe they did that wrong and they needed to flip it. And it's just easier instead of redoing the scene. For me though, there's not really one specific scene. The, the opening fight scene with Thor in, on that planet to, to save the church, their church. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that was great. I thought very comical, very exciting. It gives you a feel of where he's at. But when Stormbreaker is getting jealous because he wants his old hammer back, yeah, the Storm and Stormbreaker will just like he's. In. <laughs> I gave that a pass because I'm like Stormbreaker is fused with Groot's arm, which they show it can still grow. That's in the first right. scene. So right. I'm like, personally, I feel like there has to be some level of sentience there because of that. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense well, to me. Do you think it's the branch? They're fused together. So right. you know, like they're one and the same. But you know, that's my personal rationalization of it. Either either way, it's, it's a cute thing that they have, and it becomes more of the running joke than him and Jane. It's like him, Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker, Love Triangle. I also liked pretty much everything that Christian Bale was in. He was a, an ideal villain. You felt as a viewer, in my opinion, that you don't mess with this guy. I don't know the history of the character like you do. Yeah. So I don't, I can't relate that way. But watching him perform the character, I didn't see any um, shortcomings you did but i didn't so everything that he did was like powerful to me performance wise great story wise for the character of gore they nerfed his character a lot what's the biggest biggest nerf the ending like how he was perished and the necrosword was destroyed that definitely wasn't like how it was done in the comics literally had to use a necrosword against him in order to kill him and it took three thors King Thor from the future passed young Thor with uh, the uh, magical axe that he had and current Thor to face him. It was a whole time warp kind of situation because he was pretty much wanting to redo the universe. As creepy as he was, was Christian Bale like pulls out those things out of that character with the script. Like he captured Thor at one point and he's like threatening to torture Thor and Thor's like, do your worst. He's like, yeah, I, I was told that once and I was told I wouldn't break the God of Torture. A couple of weeks later, he broke. And a kind of situation like that. He's like, he literally tortured the god of torture and became good at it. And like, that's his MO. He's like, he doesn't care who or what you are. If you're a god, he's going to kill you. That's his whole purpose in life. Not because of a curse, because he's just done. And he feels like the world, the universe is better without. And uh, so he's definitely just like this super dark character. The reason why it didn't feel like, it didn't feel as threatening when you have that comparison. So for you, not knowing the character in the comic, it helps. Now, from going from there, any scenes you didn't like? Like I, I didn't think they need to bring back the actors after the first time they showed the actors, like the Shakespearean actors, and then they came back oh, for the Valkyrie. Like, we should we do the acting again? You know, like and, and retell the story. Small moments like that. There were like little nitpick moments. I would say they could have chopped out easily. It was I just guess. like it was like forced jokes. That well, fit. you talking about when after the after the attack, after the kids are kidnapped, yeah, right. 
Yeah, I can see that. I would like to it if McCarthy was doing it instead because we've seen those guys already, okay. right? So to have her and getting involved and asking about what to do, maybe that would have been better. Yeah, okay. Or just not have that. I wish they had more nice. of the Guardians. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I honestly was not a fan of the scene where they introduced Sith. The, the, the way they were talking? Yeah. That's, yeah, that was, I was like, what? That's because Gorg was talking. He was telling a story. But then it was them talking and whatnot. Right, because he was right there listening. So the way they were, he was, they were talking is, is from what he heard or how he heard it. Because after that, when, when the, the present, when the time became present or current, their talking was very natural. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't so like. I, I'll have to rewatch oh, it must. to be sure yeah. about that. Because like the whole point was like, so let me die so I can go to ask uh, like Valhalla and she starts passing away. He's like, well, and she goes. Yeah, exactly. You have to be, can't be just dying. You have to, you have die, to die in, in battle. battle. Not, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, shit. Right. And then she's like, "My oh, so my arm, your arm will well, be yeah. in, in Valhalla. <laughs> right. That's what made sense to me because like, the language, the way they were talking, the way that Peter Quill was talking did not make sense because he doesn't mm-hmm. talk like that. He talks very natural, very off the cuff. Where here, like, it felt like it was Gorg was saying from memory to the best of his knowledge. Okay. That's well, why. if I think of it like that, then a lot of those scenes I had an issue with seem a lot better. Right, because I was having issues too. I was like, it make ill. This, this like, writing is terrible. Like the whole Van Damme moment, that could have been organ and uh, embellishing. True. Very true. Because again, we come into it after the beginning, after the origin of Gore. This changes are, the whole perspective I have on the film right now. You're welcome. That, <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> again, Gorg is narrating the story of Thor, the yeah. god of thunder. And so we're we're as an audience are now starting to li- first listen and then now we're seeing what he's saying yeah for me bad moments were eh they could have done without as of right now no oh you agreed with me about the act the extra act that part it about the really, actors about yeah the actors in that and the wanting to do reenacting shelter. the the attack yeah i mean it, it was, wasn't really needed I, yeah but i didn't mind it either True. Okay. It wasn't like, uh, why? There wasn't any like any major scene that would have been that was like, uh, why is this here? Yeah, that wasn't mm-hmm. necessary. I mean, there were like snippets that you could have been like, uh, okay, whatever. But that was like brief snippets. Fair. When Gord took the kids, and then also watching Stranger Things, that the villains have something for kids from Harry Potter, the one who shall not be named. He's going after kids. He's going after Harry Potter. He was a kid. True. Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, the thing, the guy, the character has a thing for kids, and it, it has a thing for kids. These are like pedophiles, if you will. <laughs> they want to kill them, whatever. But these are pedophiles. They have a, a a draw to them. They're attracted to these kids. So I'm like thinking, ill for one, and can I get something else? You know, it's like, but I understand why. And if they're gods, why didn't Gord kill them right there? Well, that, that was the other thing. Or, that, like, that goes, or does he, no, or does he not have a bargaining chip? Even Hercules said that, oh, the no, gods. Hercules. He, he, did say, he, he did say he was using them as bait. Well, and that the gods that he killed were like little gods, like minuscule gods, like gods that you 
don't even care about. I feel right. like that was a statement by uh, Ego for Zeus because the the one god that uh, Lady Sif was dying next to, he's like a champion fighter in the universe in the comics. He's like a very powerful god, actually. And, uh, and his character also... A few moments later. Um, oh, they found it. So, like, hey, I want to be. If there's a hand, let me see a face. Let me show you my face. Yeah. No, but the, the whole point is like that one god character was killed off in the comics to emphasize how powerful Gore is. Like he's killing well, off like a uh, like a leviathan sized character. I think that was because like Hercules showing his ignorance. Hercules, uh, uh, Zeus. Yeah, I agree. Zeus That's what I was saying. His, like his uh, ego, as it were. Yeah. But now speaking about Zeus and Hercules, were you or were you not excited that Hercules made an appearance? I was excited, but at the same time, they flashed him so fast. I'm like, did they just CGI him in there? Like, is that actually his build and face? Because it looked fake because it was so quick. Right. It is CGI because Brent Goldstein. Oi, I'm Roy Kent. You remember? Ted Lasso. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, I that told dude. you. That's yeah. the dude. Uh, so, aren't, you, aren't you glad you watched it now? <laughs> yo, the ten, the, that, the that ten was of us definitely the CGI because he's like, he's like three razor, times razor larger than he is yeah. in real life. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, built. But it was great. And I am so happy for this guy to get it. We were like screaming our heads off. When we and yeah, that. the 10 of us in the theater were like, yes. I think more because it was Hercules making an appearance in the MCU. But we were excited because, because it was Roy Kent. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was Roy Kent. And we were like, yes, he's going to be in it. Good for him. He's going to kill it. I mean, yeah. he does have a face that would fit for like Hercules character. When you look right. at it, I have the Hercules the figure. Is, and, and the attitude, too. Right. But the thing is, like, there was talks of, Hen of getting Henry Cavill to play Hercules. And no, that, he's Superman. Well, it's not that he's Superman. It's that he's also Superman, and he's also like the character from The Witcher. Yeah. He's yeah. The Witcher. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done with having actors being recycled through all the lore and stuff like that. I was like, I'm done with that. They did it with Chris Evans. They did it with Sam Jackson. They did it with, jeez, they did it with so many other people. Uh, Car Urban. Angel just wants to give other people a chance. It's like, give other people a try. Yeah, yeah. there's there many, so many talented actors out there. I don't want to see Henry Cowell play another superhero. Like, or bring in some fresh meat. Yes, and they did that with Brett Goldstein. Yeah. And I'm so happy about that because he is good. He can encompass that character of Hercules and says if he's going to be arrogant, he's going to be like chip on his shoulder, or, or he may take it to another route, which I would love to see. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, Hercules so is a character in the comic who is extremely egocentric, arrogant, and uh, at times uh, very, um, I guess, crass or anger. Like had well, anger management issues too. You could have played him. Yeah, bro. In the comics, he was similar to Thor in a way. He liked the party, like like yeah. not Thor in the sense of now, but like party Thor. He was young Thor. He was in a lot of ways young Thor, like right. arrogant, fight, Thor. Yeah. party, drink, sex, fight party, again. fight, drink, sex, yeah, just on repeat. It was just redundant. 
Now here, what we saw, it didn't seem like that. It seemed like these guys, like this Hercules, listens to he, Zeus. He was all of like two seconds of what we got to see of him. But, True, yeah. but the way he uh, appeared, yeah, bending the knee and, to Zeus, right. And what was uh, there's a, another credit scene? What was there a second one? Uh, that was the one we talked about with uh, Valhalla. So that's cool too, because then it's like there's a possibility of Jane Foster continuing. Now I will think possibly a series on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. If she turns into a Valkyrie, I think that'd be cool. I don't think it'll be good enough as a movie. Because I thought she was cute want. as Lady Thor. Not, not like oh, she was, well, she was she was, pretty. she was pretty, but I mean like her portrayal of like how like she's trying like her energy and uh, like as a character was cute. I would like to have seen her learn her abilities. It was just more like she was going off the cuff and then she kind of knew everything. I was like, that's kind of convenient. But maybe Valkyrie shoulder a little bit yeah. here and there. We don't know how maybe. long exactly she was at the Asgard, new Asgard to be precise. Right. Oh, before anything else, I, I would also like to say the children gained the power of Thor. Oh my God, yes. Okay, okay. Did you or did I, did you not think the same thing I thought? Depends. What did you think? Shazam. Oh, it was definitely a Shazam ball. And some people were like, how is that possible? He couldn't do that before. The argument is said that it's because of uh, Zeus's lightning bolt because yeah. you see it split. Okay. It does all these other things. So he's just combining his magic with Zeus's magic. It's not that the kids were worthy. It's like it's his words were specifically saying like they pick up their weapons. They join this battle. Let they be worthy. Something along those lines. For, for, for a limited time. And, and they <laughs> put like a clause like for extremely limited amount of time. <laughs> And then he's saying that into the lightning bolt and then passes mm -hmm. them the power of Thor. And you see the one, the cutest one. With the, with the, with the bunny. With the bunny. And she's like, mm -hmm. ah. Yeah, that, I did like that. Uh, it was cute. In our last review of Ragnarok, you're like, how does Thor and Hemdel do that? We never saw that before. It's Heimdall's power. Well, no, that he taught Thor. But it's really Heimdall. being executed through Heimdall. And his son is the one that's executing it, really. That's why he had Which to be Which his son's name is Axel. Well, that's what he called. Himself. Astrid. Yeah. His son's name oh, is Astrid. Astrid, and it, but, he but he changed it to Axel. He's right, like, because of the Guns of Roses. Your yeah. father gave you a strong Asgardian name, and I will not dishonor your father. But he's like, it's, like, it's Axel. It's Astrid, Axel. It's like, just give him Axel. He's like, okay. Yeah. But in Ragnarok, only Hemdel and Thor can communicate. No one else saw Thor, correct? I don't remember. Because here, all the kids could see him. Yeah. And I felt that kind of weird because I thought it was only a bond between Axel and Thor that only Axel could see. And I don't remember in Ragnarok that when Thor showed up with where Hemdel was at, that everyone could see. I want to say only only they could see each other, but maybe it was just a revision that they did. or. Well, but the other question is, when did Hem Hemdel have time to have a kid? Hello, he's like 3,000, 4,000 years old. There's plenty of time. Well, but he, but if he was the guard of uh yeah, but he has he can he, he has, has all the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, so he's <laughs> he off on the, he's off on the weekends. I thought yeah. that was like a twenty four seven job. He has to eat. Technically, it he seemed has like to it was. Drink. He has to take a shit. Okay. Wasn't a while. And so. and, ha and have a kid. Yeah, had a oh, happy wife. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Oh, and the other scene that we have to talk about. <sighs> When Jane dies. Oh my gosh, she cried. Oh, you cried when Jane died? She yes. literally cried. Well, because it, start, it started with 
with the daughter coming back. And, 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 like, and, okay. I, and, and I know uh, people were asking, like, because um, this came out later, uh, I saw people were asking, like, why couldn't Thor wish for Jane to be alive? It's because you get one wish. The first person who reaches eternity gets that wish. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That's why he couldn't save Jane. What I liked about that scene is that Thor reminds Gore, without him realizing it, about his daughter because he was so bent on destroying the gods because he was forsaken by his god that he yeah. says, "I'm just going to go." And again, you could say that you could say that the sword also the corrupted him for that. Yeah, right. Death and destruction. Right. And yeah. so when Thor told him, "I'm going to." I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to waste this moment fighting. You won. You got it. I choose love. I choose to spend my her last moments with her. You can bring her back. That was like a, a revelation for him, for Gore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does that wish, and then you see his daughter. Or you see love be born or be reborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you see Jean. Just like Odin fade away. Which I thought was kind of, hmm, because she was not Asgardian. She was only temporarily an Asgardian, having the power of Thor. So when she faded away, to me, that didn't make really sense. That was like an easy way out of, like, say, Kylo in Star Wars becoming one of the Force. Did it make more sense when um, Heimdall showed up and, like, on that end credit scene? He's like, you earned the right to be in Valhalla. So maybe, like, they, like somehow they maybe, okay. pulled her over to there. Maybe, maybe that's yeah, maybe there's a the gods of yeah the she, she land proved, of the gods. She proved her worthiness. So maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay, I'll accept that. Because that was the thing about it was when she was in the hospital, and that's when Thor found out that she was act she was dying. No, she he found out on the boat. Well, but that she was really, really like dying. He, he dying. found out that the hammer was killing her. Yeah, essentially. And then he told her that, you know, I want you to stay and then I'll go and fight. And she's yeah. like, no, I want to fight. Well, no, well, not, well, not just or that, that. The actions of her going. Don't get mad at me. You just keep talking. I'm just telling you, the actions of her, her saying it doesn't prove anything. The actions of her prove. Because you can say all you want, but if you don't do it, if you don't perform it, if you don't back up what you're saying, then it means nothing. Again, words don't mean nothing like prayer if action's not behind it. And, then, and she put her actions behind her words. She backed up. She went there. She said, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. And he saw the hammer waiting for her to be, to, be, to be picked up. So her actions, her sacrifice, her ultimate sacrifice was made her even more worthy. So she basically took up the hammer knowing that she was going to die. The sacrifice of one to serve the many. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Worth watching. Yes. Yeah. Okay, worth owning. I'm a completionist, so I'm going to be saying yeah. I, I'm going to say hell's to the yeah, even though I have Disney Plus. Kim, I missed your answer. What was your answer about the own? Yeah. Are you saying yeah because he's going to own it, and by first um, by proxy, you're going to own it in that sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Even though I had flaws with it. I still like the movie. And speaking of that, this is in for the fourth phase of the MCU. Uh-huh. This is the best one. Shang-Chi, Black Widow. Oh, maybe okay, maybe not. I stand correct. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. And okay, wow. You like this better than Multiverse of Madness? Oh, hells yeah. You like this better than No Way Home? 
then it, then it's not the best. It's close. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, close. I said there would be a tie. It's up there. And at the end of the credits, it says Thor will return. Yeah, and we talked about that. We thought like maybe this would be the last Thor. Nope. There's gonna be another Thor. But will it be Chris Hemsworth Thor? I mean, he's still alive. I understand that. Well, she she was Mighty Thor, right? They, they literally so she killed was a Thor. her. But she was a Thor, so it could be another Thor out there. It could be Thunderstrike taking a, taking the mantle. It could be. Uh, well, there are better, other Ray Bill. There yeah. are other Thors in the comics. So there is a uh, War Thor who gets a th- uh, hammer from a multiverse. Uh, he gets the Ultimate Thor hammer, and we cut. And mm-hmm. but they killed his character. In Ragnarok, so that's a no. Beta Ray Bill, <laughs> yes, uh, they hinted at Beta Ray Bill because you see his face in Ragnarok. Right. So there are potentials for other Thors. You and I mean, you can make, make the argu- argument about Love becoming Thor. You know, she's literally got right. Stormbreaker. She could take up, you know, the uh, Thor's hammer. I will say this: in the comics now, the hammer is broken like it is. But the only reason it's fused together is because instead of using the cosmic storm entity to give it the power is actually the spirit of odin inside the hammer oh wow which at first when i saw the hammer broken being fused back together I'm like oh did they did they just do the whole odin thing and now that like, odin's helping jane uh but no they didn't would have been cool yeah. you hear anthony hopkins voice talking yeah. to jane oh, dude, oh that, that would have been, awesome. been hot that would have been hot <laughs> oh the monsters were made by children say what now i heard somewhere that the the shadow monsters were actually yeah. drawn up by their kids, Waititi's uh, oh. kids and Thor's kids. Like they drew oh. up what the monsters would look like. That's why they don't look, like they look weird and like like they come out certain ways. So they were like totally. originally designed by kids. Yeah, that's interesting. Totally works because it makes sense, you know. Because it could be in a way that it comes from their imagination too. Mm-hmm. The shadow beast come. Well, obviously, it comes from their imagination, but in a sense of in the film, the character's imagination that's manifesting. True. I just like there was this really cool where Gore embraced the shadow, the sword coming out, him going in and using it to his advantage to travel. There's one thing that I wanted to bring up was the fact that they, how they used Asgard as a theme park. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> it makes like sense. Very it really busy. does. Yeah, where they how they had like the sh- the cruises out there mm. coming in with all the people you mm. know the tourists right I and then was... then you can take a ride a magic ride on the on the boat so they had the seatbelts on yeah mm-hmm. and they literally make a rainbow bridge uh, with uh, using stormbreaker and that reminded me of Santa Claus as the ghosts as the deers and then the boat as a sled they just did I was like you just, you just all of a sudden have Rudolph be like Christmas in July. (laughs) And at the end of the month, season two of What If comes out. Would that play into, or will this movie play into that somehow, some way? Like, will Jane Foster not die? In another reality. Right. I'll still be Mighty Thor. Could be. We don't learn her last words. Like, she says, like, this is my last. Oh, that's right. She whispers into him. He doesn't That's even right. say it with uh, at the end scene with Love and Thunder. They don't say nothing like a catchphrase, right? Right. So next time you watch it, and you, now you know that in the beginning, the first half of the first act. I'm just going to think of the entire movie being retold by Gore. Oh, no, Gork. you can't do that. Because the talking is different. Trust me, the talking changes after Lady Sith is returned. 
or, or rescued. The the bird people were like basically bikers, and like uh, for the D and D people in our audience, they're basically like aircockras, which are like just bird species. Like what? Come again, aircockra. It, it, that's how oh. their name is spelled. Uh, <laughs> they're basically okay. like like birds, like with small beaks and whatnot. And they're uh, not like angry birds. They're pretty much. I'm just all I was envisioning, like these little bird creatures. A lot of times you use them for monks or fighters. So I'm like, just these bird creatures on motorcycles running in. I'm like, there's no other species I can think of in like Marvel or or D and D that wouldn't fit the description. So I'm like, oh. They're not speaking. They're just going. Bah! Oh, but though, did you notice it though? Like the one, I think main one that was shooting the gun on the. Oh, he comes in like this. this. He's like, he's like that. He does this when the when the, when the music kicks in. <laughs> and he goes like, rock on. And then he's like, like he's like ah. <laughs> that was awesome. I was like, oh, okay, that what I like. It kind of reminded me of uh, Dark Crystal. <laughs> Because they were birds? The way, yeah, the way they looked a little bit, it was kind of that, because they're a little creepy looking, come on. Yeah. Yeah, dark but crystal, Dark Crystal, little... they were like skeletized uh, vultures mixed with turtles. I understand that, but still that little, I can't say Fraggle Rock, it doesn't, doesn't remind me of that. It yeah. reminds me of Dark Crystal. I'll so. give you, I, I, if anything, I was thinking about the little fire guys from Labyrinth, the red guys. That's true. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This is our marvelous review of Thor. No. And thunder. I'm Angel. I'm Adan. And I'm Kimberly. Love you guys. Love you. A few moments later. Real quick, something I almost forgot about one of the scenes. I think it makes a lot of sense too. Do you remember when or Jane Foster? Like, how long has it been? Three, four years? That to me seemed like it was part of the blip. Blip happened. Five years. Was she part of that blip? Oh, uh, because her time is is shorter. Yes, right. Because three, four years, and then five years from the blip would match pretty much. Well, I just four. well, I'm just thinking it just makes sense in the sense of the MCU timeline and the the things that happened. Your theory.